Well, good afternoon. Welcome to episode six of the Bedford Bible Church podcast, where we look back on sermons that were preached previous Sunday. This is to give you an opportunity to catch up if you weren't able to make it here, and if perhaps your time is a little bit constrained and you aren't able to uh, just go back to the, the full message, um, or if you're in a vehicle or just prefer to listen to something. Uh, but whatever the case may be, this is just uh, a review on what we had on Sunday. Um, and it's also uh, an opportunity to listen to the, the, mesa- the message, same message, with a slightly different focus, hopefully without me tripping over my words too much. So Sunday morning, we continued our study through Mark's gospel. And in Mark chapter 4, verses 21 through 25, Jesus said, And he said unto them, Is a candle brought to be put under a bushel or under a bed, and not to be set on a candlestick? For there is nothing hid which shall not be made manifest, neither was anything kept secret, but that it should come abroad. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. And then the parable continues, the teaching continues. But the focus here is to let your light shine, to let the light shine. Uh, That's the purpose of light. It's to be seen and it's to reveal. We tend to take light for granted in the time in which we live. But for many generations, this has not been the case. And especially uh, for mariners at sea, uh, when they would be sailing near the coasts and there would be reefs and rocks and uh, small islands that could cause them to crash, you know, the darkness cost them their lives. And so through the years, lighthouses were eventually built and developed, and uh, the country with the most lighthouses of any uh, in the world is the United States. Um, but they're more common, I think, to see where I'm from in England, in the United Kingdom, because uh, the, the country is so much smaller. Everybody lives closer to the, the sea than the majority of people in the United States. And so the opportunity to go to the coastline and see them is is easier. Um, most lighthouses are built on land, on the coastline. But there are some that are called uh, wave-washed or sea-washed lighthouses. And these are ones that are built on small, rocky outcrops out at sea, sometimes miles out at sea. Uh, the, the most famous one, or one of the oldest ones, is the Bell Rock Lighthouse. And it's off the coast of Angus in Scotland. In fact, it's about 11 miles out at sea. And the reef that it's built on is called Bell Rock because apparently in the 1300s, as the story goes, an abbot uh, was uh, just saddened by all of the lives that were being lost. And so he rigged a bell that would sound on that rock when the waves went over a certain height. Uh, A pirate later on came along and uh, cut the cables that were holding it and it sank under the waves but somewhat appropriately, sadly, but still appropriately, that same pirate about a year later uh, crashed into the rock, which he would have seen or at least known he was close to if it weren't for that uh, bell being gone. But anyway, lighthouses save. Lighthouses are there to be seen and to reveal the dangers that are around them. And as we continue in Mark's gospel, Uh, Jesus is continuing to teach in parables, but something that we've noted is that parables weren't designed to to deceive or to hide truth, but in fact they are there to invite people to the truth. They're there to generate interest and to draw people in. Jesus makes clear in the verses I just read, though, that he wants the light of his word to spread to every individual. He said in verse 21, is a candle brought to be put under a bushel or under a bed and not... Uh, to be set on a candlestick, 
He says light is there to be seen and to reveal. And he, he is saying that's why he came into the world and that's why he taught as he did. Uh, and we as believers, if we are Christians, have a vital part to play in making that truth known. Now, remember in the context of the passage, parables are earthly stories with a heavenly truth. They're not meant to be mysteries to, uh, to deceive people, but invitations to learn the truth. Parables are a test, not of intelligence, but of intent. So if you look at a parable and you find it hard to understand, that's okay. Uh, you know, many people do. But if you are genuinely a follower of Christ, then you're going to be interested. You're going to want to understand. And that's what the parable is there to do, is, is to generate curiosity and to illustrate a truth, not to hide it. Jesus has given a parable on life with the sower and the seed. Now he's given a parable on light. As in the uh, creation week, God created light to dispel the darkness. Um, so too, uh, Jesus Christ is a spiritual light to dispel spiritual darkness. So we're going to see um, a number of truths here. The first one, our first point then, is the reason for the light. And the reason for the light is to, as I've said already, it's the theme of this passage. It's to be seen and it's to make other things uh, to be revealed. Uh, what God has revealed is not a secret to be hid. The parables were reflections of the light. Uh, and light is given to be seen. These are just a few truths I'm going through quickly in order to, to move on. But the, the parables were serving as lights in and of themselves. And I read that someone who said that the parables were reflections of light. And the reason this is important is that, you know, maybe in a dark room sometimes you've seen a small LED, a, a little blue or green or whatever color the light may have been, and it drew your attention to it. You wondered where it was coming from. And, and so as you went to it, you saw something else. It got your attention. And the parables are reflections of light. When we look at them, we see something about Jesus Christ. We see something about the Father, about the gospel, about the kingdom. So the, the parables served as lights. But there is a person of light. Jesus is, in a very real sense, the final parable. Remember the definition we've had, an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. You know, doesn't that speak in the sense of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the heavenly being coming down to earth. And so as we see Jesus Christ in his humanity, uh, we are then drawn to consider him in his divinity. And all through the Bible, God is uh, framed and described by words to do with light. In Psalm 104 verse 2, it says of God, who covers thyself with a light as with a garment. In First John 1 verse 5, he says, this then is the message which you have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light. And we could go on to many other passages, but God, Jesus, is the person of light. He wants to be seen and known, and he will reveal further truth. But then beyond the person of light, there are people of the light. Now, we don't have, as Christians, light of our own that we intrinsically generate. But Jesus says we are the light of the world in Matthew chapter 5. That light we get from Jesus Christ. It's the indwelling of the Spirit within us. And he says, You are the light of the world, and a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. 
So the first major point is this. The reason for the light is to be seen and to reveal. The parables served as lights. Jesus Christ is a person of light. But we as Christians are people of the light. And we are to uh, draw people to Christ in this world by our words and our behavior and our lifestyle. But we're also to reveal truth uh, to those that are around us. As we continue in the passage in verse 22, there is the revelation by the light. For there is nothing hid which shall not be manifested, neither was anything kept secret, but that it should come abroad. God has deliberately, gradually, and systematically revealed himself and his truth throughout the generations. The hidden things here are not sins or anything to do with us that other passages of Scripture talk about, but rather the truth that Christ is trying to reveal, and we know that because of context. So the revelation by the light. That revelation, it was a progressive revelation of truth. Since God first spoke with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, he has constantly sought out his creation to reveal truth to us. And when Jesus Christ came into the world, that was the, the final manifestation of God's truth. And we read of this in a passage I'll mention in a moment. But every step of the way throughout the Old Testament, the, the truth of God and his word was gradually revealed to us. It was a progressive revelation. The perfect revelation of truth we have in Jesus Christ. And uh, Hebrews chapter 1 speaks of this. And in John 14, Jesus speaking with his apostles tells them that if you've seen him, then you've seen the Father. He says, oh, my Father are one. There is a greater potential for revelation of truth when we get to heaven. But everything that we need to live a life of uh, godliness and honesty now is given to us through God's word. Uh, there'll be more I'm sure we'll understand in heaven, but all we need is here and now. There is then a responsibility to the light. If we see in verse 23, if any man have ears to hear, let him hear. There's a command that goes out to all, and that command is listen, pay attention. If you have the ability to receive the message, then God is given through Christ that message to you. And there's a command to act. If you have ears to hear, then hear. Listen, pay attention, and take action. Respond. There is, in verses 24 through 25, a reward of the light. In verse 24, it says, Take heed what you hear, with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you, and unto you that hear shall more be given. For he that hath to him shall be given, and he that hath not from him shall be taken, even that which he hath. We need to be careful what we hear. Take heed what you hear. And I think there's two senses in it. We need to be cautious about the input we allow into our lives because anyone can be led astray if we don't, don't guard our hearts. But there's also the sense that we need to uh, measure what we are given uh, and because by the measure that we receive a truth, by that same measure, uh, we give out that truth. And when we receive a truth, and we give out that truth, I believe God reveals to us more truth. That measure is a measurement of sharing. And Sunday evenings, we've been going through uh, the life of Elijah, and I thought it was a, a great example how that the widow Zarephath, she looked at what she had, she measured what she possessed, the oil and the, the flour, and she did what Elijah requested. She used that for him. She gave it to him. So she looked at what she had, she used it, she shared it, and then she received more. And I think it's the same with us. We, we look at the truth we have. We receive it as being from God. And then we share it. We teach others. We, we share others how that truth has been a blessing to us. 
And then I believe we receive more truth. My pastor always used to say that, you know, God wouldn't reveal more light to us if we don't use the light we're already using. Um, and this same thing, I believe, happened in John chapter 4, where the uh, woman at the well, when she first meets Jesus, she calls him a Jew. Then, having come to gain some respect for him, she refers to him as sir in John 4 verse 11. Well, then having come to understand that he's more than just a man, she refers to him in verse 19 as a prophet. But then by the time you come to verse 29, she recognizes him as Messiah. And so there's a revelation of truth. And as she accepts one truth, Jesus Christ draws her in and gives her more truth. However, if we reject the truth we have, we don't use the truth we have, I believe there can be a retraction of revelation. And that's something we see in Romans chapter 1, verse 28 and onwards, where uh, you see that those who rejected God, they rejected the revelation of God through creation and the revelation of God through his word. Having professed themselves to become to be wise, they became fools. And two or three times in Revelation chapter one, uh, Romans chapter one, sorry, it talks about God giving them over to their lusts, giving them over to their own foolishness. Now, at the beginning of this podcast, I mentioned the Bell Rock House, and it was built in the 1800s, and over 200 years later, it's still there. Uh, but it was built because the British Parliament looked at how many lives were being lost and decided that something needed to be done. Uh, the uh, architect, Robert Stevenson, designed a lighthouse and it was built. And, you know, during its construction, two lives were lost. Uh, the, the builders could only work for four hours a day because that's the only time they could actually get onto the rocks where they were building before the tide would wash over it again. They didn't use any explosives as would sometimes be used because they were afraid of damaging what little reef was there. And so they built on it by hand, you know, hammer and chisel. Eventually, though, it was completed and its light could be seen not just at sea, but if you traveled 11 miles to the shore and continued traveling 35 miles inland, you could still see its light. In the 100 years before a lighthouse was constructed there, they estimate that some six to 700 lives were lost. So if you went from 1700 to 1800, the number of ships that went down cost the lives of nearly 700 men. In the 200 years since that time, only two ships have been lost. And both times, every life was saved. So the question we come to when we look at this parable is this. First of all, are you in the kingdom of light? Have you trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior? You've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear Son. He is the only light. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes unto the Father except by him. And we come to him when we acknowledge we're sinners, that we cannot save ourselves. We confess our sin, and we ask God to forgive us. And then we just receive the free gift of salvation. Now, if you are... Um, a Christian, if you are in the, the kingdom of God already, then you have light to share to this world. And you know, the power of one light can do tremendous things. Jesus Christ left here, left us in this world to bear witness to the light of Jesus Christ. He kindles that light in us. And though some may try to extinguish, extinguish that light, it's because it's revealing their darkness. They, they don't want it to be revealed, but we need to continue to shine and it will be a help to others. So, are you letting the light shine? We have seen three primary truths in this passage. There's a reason for the light. Parables are given 
to reveal truth and to draw people to the truth. There is revelation by the light, and the more we use that light, the more we'll be given. The more truth we use, the more truth will be revealed. And there is a responsibility to the light. If you have ears to hear, then you need to pay attention, you need to act, you need to obey. And there is finally a reward of the light. Uh, as we give out the light to others, we'll gain more understanding ourselves. Well, I hope those things have been a blessing to you. There's a lot that I've gone through in a, a short amount of time. If you want to look at it all in more detail, then uh, do go back to the recordings of Sunday's messages. Uh, but I trust that you will meditate on these truths and they'll be a blessing to you. God bless you and I uh, hope to see you in the services at the next appointed time.